This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Bird Shooter, and welcome to episode number 35. Uh, Tonight on the show, we're going to discuss a topic that I posted in a few backpacking forums that has always uh, been interesting to me, and that is, who influenced you to get out on the trail? And more specifically, who has been influential to the hiking, backpacking, and thru-hiking community in general? On the show, uh, we sit around the campfire and discuss some of the names that came up most frequently in the forums. But keep in mind that this question was posted in U.S. forums, so it's a very U.S. point of view. International listers, I'm sure your list would vary, and we may have that discussion at a different time. Uh, but this is a show, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, this is Bird Shooter. We're sitting fireside once again at uh, Lake Lanier in North Georgia. And I'm with uh, Pokebow, mm-hmm. Beer Run, and Worldwide Wanderer. I remember when you got that. Yeah, back again. All three veterans of the podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hey. Hello. Who we're missing tonight is Thermrider, which might actually make this conversation go a little uh, little easier. And at least be G-rated. That's right. Less protection needed. Yes. So the topic tonight, gentlemen, is the most influential backpackers of all times. And there's uh, four discussions we're going to have. But first of all, a few disclosures to sort of lay the, uh, the foundation here. Um, I, I promise you we'll certainly miss some important people uh, in this discussion. So it's going to happen. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, there will undoubtedly be some disagreement in some of the answers that we give. But uh, basically this, uh, this podcast was based on some postings in backpacking forums at Backpacker Magazine. Trail Space, White Blaze, a uh, couple other forums that I posted the question on. So uh, we, we had a chance for a lot of hikers to comment. These were some of the names that came up. If you don't like the results, well, you didn't post there. So uh, so there you have it. But um, I, I admit readily that this is a, a very U.S.-based discussion. Uh, you know, I expect the people outside the United States would have probably very different opinions. But... Uh, yeah, it's a podcast for another time. So, uh, anyway, I also appreciate that in some countries that uh, backpacking is defined differently in the United States. And, Philip, you probably have the most... As vagrancy? <laughs> yes, vagrancy. <laughs> Philip's probably got the most international backpacking experience. But in some countries, backpacking is referred to as trekking. Tramping, yeah. Tramping, rambling. Yeah. But for the purposes of this discussion, backpacking is... Um, not urban hiking, because in Europe there's a lot of urban backpacking, right? Going from hostel to hostel. Vagrancy. <laughs> this is uh, this is backpacking in the wilderness sense, where there's overnight camping involved. Uh, so it's kind of a U.S. way of looking at things. And um, wilderness. Yanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let me also define influential, because in in the, the purposes of this discussion, influential means that uh, somebody that got you out on the trail or that impacted the backpacking community 
to get more people on the trail. So that's how we're defining influential. So those are the ground rules. Are we good there? I'm actually the Brit on this. <laughs> I know, I actually had, I wish Roger were here for this, but he's not our, our European connection. A couple other points of consideration. U.S. people tend to cite U.S. people as influential. So if you're, uh, if you're listening to this podcast out of the country, um, those were the people polled, United Saint States Bullets. people. Uh, Appalachian Trail people tend to cite... <laughs> Everything east of the Mississippi. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and also Appalachian Trail people. So another caveat here. And finally, long-distance hikers tend to cite uh, through hikers and long-distance hikers. So just keep that in mind as we go through this. Uh, but these were some of the answers that we received from uh, four or five forums where I posted the question. So, first debate. And here are the ground rules. Backpacker that was the most influential in getting you backpacking, or person that was most influential in getting you backpacking. And here are the uh, categories for that. Must have inspired you to hike or backpack. They can't, they can directly or indirectly have done it, but they don't necessarily have to be famous, well-known, or um, necessarily had a huge impact on the backpacking community. They must have uh, actually, you know, been involved in backpacking in some sense. Um, camped overnight, and not necessarily with you, but um, they need to actually have had some experience in backpacking. Let me start with you, uh, Pokeball, on... Um, who was most influential in getting you personally to backpack? Uh, for me, it had to be my dad, because I remember I was probably close to four years old. My brother was two and still in diapers, the, you know, the old cloth type with the clear plastic little pants on. And uh, I got a picture of uh, us hiking up in the uh, Akoi, um area that's uh, you know, East Tennessee, real close to North Carolina and Tennessee, uh, Georgia border. Waffle stompers um, and diapers, huh? Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I think I had uh, little Oxford shoes, really, that <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to, to have a pair of hiking boots. And uh, I wanted my own little knapsack so bad. So, you know, a couple years after that, I remember getting my own first little knapsack, and it was basic, basically a sack with a flap on the top of it, and used that to carry some uh, little, uh, you know, socks and little basic stuff. And then uh, later, uh, I think I didn't get my first full, you know, metal frame uh, camel brand uh, backpack. It was until I was like 12 or 13, maybe, and that's pretty much from that point on. I was probably uh, backpacking two or three weekends out of the cooler eight cooler months of the year, um, all the way through high school. So, dad for you. Dad for me. Philip, A.K.A. Worldwide Wanderer. Uh, three women, actually. <laughs> three <laughs> women? Actually, yeah, nice. yeah, well, my mom, because she got me into, into Boy Scouts. Okay. Um, and then uh, um, a girl I dated when I was traveling, she really got me into doing a lot of uh, European trips. Was that the Australian I, girl? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and then when I came back, um, I met someone that did a lot of backpacking as well, so, yeah. That sounds like a girlfriend. The last two, yes. Yeah, two out of three. Okay, but yeah, my, mo my mom bought me the uh, the whole 
what was it? There was at Sears, you could, you know, they had like the Boy Scout section of the store, and you could get the Boy Scout backpack, the canteen, the cook set, you know, uh, the, the sleeping that. bag, and uh, I got all of that. I was, I was, I was one of the best birthday presents I ever got. Hmm. Beer run to you. Uh, would have been my dad. He drove me into the woods with twice my body weight and canned food. <laughs> Left me in the woods for a week. Left and you there. I was, Left you there. <laughs> I was hooked. Is that who, how that taught would, you how to swim? Who would threw you in the lake? Just said. <laughs> who wouldn't enjoy a metal frame pack digging into the small of your back, full of canned food and peanut butter and spam and and no P thirty eight. No P thirty eight. What's a P thirty eight? The can opener. Can opener. Oh, for army. Yeah. So I had that before I had a uh, yeah before I had a lock blade knife. Excellent. Yeah. I would say personally for me, uh, and I'm probably on the same track as most of you guys. Uh, my father got me in the outdoors, but actually I credit scouts with getting me backpacking. Yeah. So I would yeah. give the uh, scouting organization or the scout master the credit for getting me into the backcountry. The deep back country. My father you know, got me in the front country. You know, though, don't you find it surprising, you know, the early days of uh, scouting? Almost all of the trips were, like, complete disasters. It's even, <laughs> a, it's even a wonder I even go back outside nowadays. But they were fun. Here were some of the common answers in the forums when I posted the question. Uh, family, which we just basically uh, hit. Um, friends. Nobody said a friend got them out backpacking. Well, I consider the girlfriends. Well, would you uh, trust anybody who dragged you out into the woods with a heavy pack? I don't know. There's a lot of people I've taken food. out. They've trusted me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Never again. Um, the scoutmaster was trust listed me, it won't highly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not that cold. <laughs> exactly. And the ex-wife was actually mentioned in uh, one of the forums. Well, the ex-wife uh, wouldn't drive a man to the woods. <laughs> for being a motivator. <laughs> may or may not leave him or bring him back. Uh, <laughs> the, the podcast has been accused of being sexist, so... Um, <clears throat> well, this ex-spouse. <laughs> well, that could go either way, yeah. Because it could be ex-wife or ex-husband, right? Gender-friendly here. That's right. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. Well, that I think we've covered that topic. <laughs> so, debate number two. Most influential to the general backpacking community. We'll start with. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with. We'll start with uh, Mr. World, Worldwide Wanderer, who just woke from an hour nap in his hammock. After a very, very satisfying meal I'm and dessert, I might add. I'm not sure he's totally awake yet. We might have roused him. He might prefer to still be asleep. Whether he is or whether he isn't. He was well fed and well slept. Cheers. What about most influential to the backpacking community? And that would be in the sense of getting people to go uh, in the woods. Uh... You know, I would think a lot of the guys that were writing for, what was it, like Outside Magazine, Backpacker in the 90s and stuff. Uh, what was the uh, editor-in-chief for Backpacker that did the trailside videos oh. for PPS in the 90s? I, I know exactly who you're referring to. I can't remember to. his name. I can't uh, think of his name either. But Bill Kelmsley was the original um, creator of Backpacker Magazine. And uh, he, I, I believe. Think, you know, in the 90s, really kind of 
broadened and modernized, you know, how uh, backpacking in the sport was looked at. Yeah, I would definitely give you that there, uh, Mr. Worldwide Wanderer. And uh, Mr. Brown, I will uh, defer to you as you, uh, as you... Oh, you're exploring that. I'm going to go in and open this. Do your research. Wait, you can't, you haven't even... Okay, you can definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, I had a lot of time to think about it. And there's, a, there's a lot of people that are, that are have been uh, influential in, in clubs and, and, and events and books and stuff. But, uh, you know, the, the first mentions that, that I recall about a person and trails and, you know, kind of naturalism, naturalist right, type activity uh, was uh, the John Muir, references to John Muir, John Muir Trail. Um, you know, those, those kind of things are what I remember. Um, and then, you know, reading some of the books and, you know, some of the uh, uh, background stories, you know, about him and, and his view on naturalism and his influence on some of the parks and preservations of trails. That He was the first combination of person and trail that I remember as a, as a uh, young person probably around you know, 12 13 years old was my first recollection of, of hearing those stories put together with a person and a, a naturalist and a, and a trail kind of combination of uh, discussion yeah so here here well actually mr. Uh, mr. beer run uh, you have a you have a example of most influential to the general backpacking community I gotta go with Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. I and, like that. Uh, Why those is that? campaigns of uh, you know yeah, fighting the forest fires, but it got you thinking about getting out in the woods, and I don't know. It's just what I remember. Starting a fire. Actually, on the list, and these were some answers in the forums. Um, Woodrow Wilson. Anyone? Anyone want to take a stab at, as to why? And that's on the uh, on the track of Smokey the Bear there. Uh, the Park Service. That's right, National Park Service. He was the one that actually signed the uh, Park Service bill that put it into effect. And where would we be without the uh, Park Service? You know, uh, believe it or not, the first time I think I was I'd ever heard of John Muir was actually in a um, National Geographic article. Yeah, John Muir was actually on the list. He might be more tied to hiking than backpacking, but uh, he was definitely on the list. Well, but to me, you know, in the vein of the Backpacker Magazine and those guys. Um, National Geographic was the one, I think, that really opened it up in the early days as far as you see all these archaeologists and everything going out to, you know, find places like Machu Picchu and all. Yeah, a couple others that were mentioned. Colin Fletcher. Anybody familiar with him? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the book. Yeah, the Complete Walker. Complete Walker, yeah. I, I used to have a copy of that. And Baden Powell. Anyone want to take a stab at uh, that guy? Boy Scouts. Mr. Boy Scout. He is the man that founded the scouting organization. Hmm. It's to me, the backpacking and hiking are the same thing. It just backpacking allows you to keep hiking the next day and not have to return to your car or house. That's to me, they're always they're almost anonymous. That's fair. So, great segue here. Mr. Uh, Mr. Pokeball, um, most influential to the through hiking community. You want to lead off since you got the no, floor. Most influential, I, you know, I, I think some of the guys who spend a lot of time with the gear uh, designs. You know, Dana uh, of uh, Dana Designs fame, uh, redesigning backpacks and, and structural. A lot, 
you know, the, the back support that uh, I think uh, many ways replaced external frame packs, not entirely, but made a big difference there in the early 90s. Um, and then, uh, who was Mr. Go Lightly? Oh, the Go Light people. Go Light people that, uh, you know, later you find out that his wife was carrying half the gear in his books. But, you know, still, I, th I think, you know, those two, at least in the, uh, the years where my backpacking matured in the early and mid-90s to late 90s uh, were probably the most influential when it came to at least the gear, which um, in, in many ways made the backpacking, um, the, at least the technical parts of backpacking, uh, much more comfortable and, and uh, you know, so, some learning on, on some of the choices that you make. Um, it's not carrying in the kitchen sink like you may have learned at one point in your life, at least in my case. You, know, you, you learn to do a, a little a little less, a little less gear than the, maybe before. So I think referencing some of their, uh, sometimes it was sales videos in the case of Dana, uh, but uh, you know, the books about choices you can make on Silmet tarps and how you pack your water and carry your water and filters and those kind of things. It influenced me certainly on uh, some of the choices I make with gear and, and how I plan my uh, trips out. Yeah, so one of the other uh, the people in the gear camp that came up was Greg Lowe. Does anybody know who Greg Lowe is? Uh, uh, I see, I see uh, Low Pro. the worldwide wandering nodding Low in his head. Yeah. So Greg Lowe was uh, arguably, he had a huge influence because he was the guy that uh, invented the internal frame pack, yeah. which was huge. Um, he was a climber, actually. He also did some photography and um, founded Lowe Alpine. So that kind of goes with what you're saying there, uh, Pokebo. Yeah. Actually, that was my first backpacking uh, pack. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a Lowe. I didn't, I didn't have the funding for a nice pack like that. <laughs> All I, I think, know is as an eight-year-old, an external pack, that was external that was frame pack, permanently disfigured me. Did it really? <laughs> is that why but you if walk, anyone, he if, walks with a limp today? You know, the, actually, I saw somebody on the trail, I guess, a few months ago with a, uh, remember the old Kelty uh, Tiogas? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, those <clears> things were bomb-proof. Uh, I mean, that's still a, a great yeah. design. Well, anyone who's made it in their 40s and can appreciate the uh, the length of recovery yeah. from any kind of injury, when an eight-year-old takes three days to recover from walking with an external frame pack. <laughs> Fix that scoliosis, though. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> but when, when the recovery time for an eight-year-old is longer than a 45-year-old, yeah. it's not I, I remember the hot spots, the little blisters you get right at the top of the hip belt, you know, because it just had a little pinch point. I still have my external frame pack. The, the pack bag is long disintegrated, but the, my back. the frame and the harness when I was is still a kid. intact. Kids bounce back like that. <laughs> so, so... Anyway, so kudos to Mr. Lowe. Yeah, well, so <laughs> we're talking gear, uh, folks, right now, but some other common answers were more around the world of, uh, I guess, the through-hiking community. Um, I don't know any... Mr. Wanderer over there. You know, Any names uh, jump out to you? Little Bill, Bill Irwin, first blind guy that I met him in the mid '90s, and uh, um, that was really pretty cool to to speak with him. I was like, "Dude, you're blind," and uh, that he made it the whole way was uh, really amazing. Yeah, great book. Possibly a movie coming soon. Here's a name for you, Benton Mackay. Anybody know what this uh, 
guy did for the through hiking community? Yeah. Well, wasn't he a bot botanist or something? Biologist? He like was the, a, uh, the runner up as the creator of the trail. He was the guy that actually came up with the whole concept of the trail. But uh, how about Myron Avery? Don't know that one. He was uh, a hiker, also a lawyer, but he was the basically the guy that uh, not only was the president of the Appalachian Trail Club, but was uh, really the one that took Mackay's whole vision of the AT and kind of made it happen. So uh, he was the guy that took the initial idea, the concept, and uh, built it into clubs and everything else. What about Schaefer? You guys know him? Earl Schaefer? I know the name. First thru-hiker of the trail, or argued to be, but uh, Espy? Espy was the... I think we've been over this. He's done it twice, though, didn't, didn't Espy do it a second time? Well, he was technically the second to do the whole trail, but there's some controversy that Earl Schaefer might not have been the first. Grandma Gatewood? Oldest? Yes. The oldest? She was, uh, at the time, she was definitely the oldest. She was not the first female, but she was the... Um, there was a female that went before first her. First grandma? Well, she was definitely the first grandma to through hike the trail. <laughs> um, but she, she was one of the pioneers for the female through hiker. What about Jardine? Don't know Jardine. Ray? Go lightly. Yeah. The Ray Way? The Ultralight? Mm-hmm. Mr. Ultralight. Yeah. And Dan Wingfoot Bruce? Fastest. Uh, he, was, he was the guy that wrote the uh, through hiker's handbook. And uh, it was the kind of Bible for through hikers there for a while. Warren Doyle, another one of the early pioneers that, uh, you know, more in my era, but uh, had hiked the trail multiple times. Anybody know Cindy Ross? Nope. Wrote some books, was one of the early people to uh, through hike all three of the major trails. Um, Bill Bryson. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> the wannabe <laughs> failure loser. Walk in the woods. Yes. You're not a fan of the... Uh... I do not like Mr. Bryson or his book or his movie. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Or the extras in it. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, there was, there was one extra. Uh, busted on me here. And uh, Cheryl Strait. Uh, PCT, which is uh, wild. Yeah, yeah she wrote the check. wild book. Tough, right. though. I'll give her tough. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so last but not least, most influential hiker, not necessarily a backpacker. Back to you, Pokeball. Most influential hiker? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people I've enjoyed hiking with, and, and I, I think sometimes that's, that's part of it is, the different people I get to meet on the trail or, or, you know, buddy up because we like camping and backpacking and we go out together as, as a group of people. Um, I, I can't necessarily point it at, at one uh, specific person. I'd, I've met a lot of great friends and people just uh, because of the trail, you know, whether you see it as a hobby or a group sport or whatever, but that uh, I could say it's a much broader, broader opinion for me on uh, who fits in that bucket. Anybody else? I'm going to go with Bird Shooter. <laughs> yeah. It kind of pulled me back from the uh, brink of 
suburban hell <laughs> and, uh, got me back out into the woods. So, uh, Bird Shooter, thank you. I, I would not even pre- pretend here, to be here. in the company of people on this list. I, it's, here, a, it's an individual appreciation. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, so, you don't want to even try to venture a... Uh, a uh, a name here, there, uh, worldwide. So Wonder. we're supposed to get philosophical and. Uh... Holy crap! Are those coyotes, coyotes? attacking us. We're, 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 <laughs> we're missing out on something. We're getting into something. Else. Don't seem to Those are coyotes, aren't they? No. They're pretty high pitched. They sound like it. They were howling first. That's part of the podcast. Most influential uh, pack animals <laughs> eating. Yeah, exactly. Like That's pretty wild. Actually. Which one makes you want to pack a weapon? <laughs> really? Well, let me throw a few names. Few names at you. Um, Thoreau. No. Henry. Thoreau does nothing for me. You're not feeling that? Muir. Did Thoreau yeah. ever even get up and walk? Yeah, he he, he, he sat by his pond. <laughs> Ouch. He lived uh, in a hut. Never pitched a tent in his life. We mentioned this name earlier, oh, Charles Ernest Fay, who was too many names. Well, yeah, he, he got went, three names. You're out. Once again, he was the founder of the uh, AMC Appalachian Mountain Club. Sorry, he needs two names or less. Also uh, founded the American Alpine Club, and uh, Marco Polo, great adventure, yeah, great adventure hiker. Yeah, well, somebody he went miles. Hiker, right? He hitched a ride most of the time. <laughs> he was actually with his family. He did like an insane number of miles. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get my and no GPS. I'm gonna yeah. bet he rode most of those on some form of animal. Yeah, I mean for the for to be credit to uh, Marco Polo, he did like twenty four thousand like miles. Uh, yeah, but how many did, did he, he walk? Create the silk route. I'm uh, not sure. He used the silk route. He rode pieces of it. Horses, mules, and camels. He's not a hiker. <laughs> it would make sense. He did the silk route because he did a lot of hiking through Asia and. Uh, I guess he was with his yeah, uncle and his father. So on Beasts of Burden. Yeah, he was basically going from... <laughs> Today they would route. shout him out of the world as an animal <laughs> abuser. All right, and the other on the list is Jesus. He got some high marks on he the forums. Did, he did yeah, some walking. I'm thinking Buddha would be up there too. Yeah. I mean, I guess Buddha's some... Buddha's just sat around. Jesus walked. Well, no, he sat around for two years, but, you know, he was wandering along. I mean, everybody walked back then. That's right. But Jesus oh. made a point of hitting a bunch of towns. True. But the distances are not surprising. If you, for those of you who have been to uh, Israel and you'd see a Galilee in that area, the distances aren't that far, but you can see where essentially with no real police force, every little rock and every little you know cave is potentially a bunch of I don't bandits. know. I tend to look at danger. backpacking and hiking as, as uh, recreational, whereas uh, they were doing I, it for I think it was more vocational. He was on a survival. religious mission. Yes, he yeah. was. To convert. So, um, so I'm going to go through. I will a list. say he has inspired me in many ways, but as a backpacker, I'm <laughs> yeah. Not. yeah, the hiking yeah. and backpack is more of a hey, this is nature, you know, God's creation. Well, it creation. seemed to me though when I was a child, the people that you saw the most actually camping were cowboys in movies and TV shows. Oh, interesting. That yeah. that was not yeah. one sure. that they had been all, mentioned. They were always camping. Well, uh, Slim Whitman and. <laughs> Well, no, but, but they were the ultimate role model. They, they, were all sitting, they were all sitting around a campfire. Eating beans. Eating beans, yeah. More beans, Mr. Taggart. Possibly making some derogatory <laughs> remarks towards other people. That's pretty funny, actually. But, yeah, to me, that was you know, watching cowboy movies. They were, they were always camping. So I'll, I'm going to go through the list of some of the more commonly mentioned people, and I'll let you guys comment. Edward Paul Abbey. 
Anybody know what he was famous for? He was a, an author, an essayist. Essayist. Excuse me. Essayist. <laughs> essayist. <laughs> you guys have ever heard of the Monkey Wrench Gang? I have not. It's been cited they, as... they uh, rob banks or hold up trains? It's been cited, actually, as an inspiration to the radical environmental movement. Wow, wow. Good yeah. for them. But Abby actually worked as a seasonal ranger for the United States National Park Service. And... Um, he, uh, I think he pretty much lives remotely. Bitch, that is hot. <laughs> Don't burn yourself in the process. Up that log. You might want to pause your. Oh my God, we got a, we got an injury. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Damn, that was hot. Uh, it sounded like you it. Grabbed the wrong end. Well, I, I grabbed the very end, but it was supposed to be fire. I think, um, it, I think it rolled out of the fire, so it's yeah, it, it, it's orange on the end. Yeah. It's got coals. All right, can we go back to rookie mistake? <laughs> <laughs> up the hot here's, here's one for the rookie mistake uh, podcast. Um, next on the list was uh, Myron Avery, who we talked about earlier. He was um, he was from Maine originally, and he, uh, as we said earlier, was president of the Potomac Appalachian Trail Club, and then eventually chairman of the Appalachian Trail Conference. Uh, for a number of years, from the 30s into the early 50s, he was the first 2,000 miler, and uh, was obviously very influential on the trail. Dan Wingfoot Bruce, through Hiker's Handbook, we talked about him. Bill Bryson, we talked about him. Warren Doyle, we talked about him. Colin Fletcher, uh, complete walker. The complete walker. He did more than that, though. Actually, he was. Uh, mm-hmm. Did a lot of hiking in the canyon. I think he was Welsh. The Welsh? It could be. Uh, let's see. Faye we talked about. He was the... Uh, played a leading role in the American... Excuse me. The Appalachian Mountain Club. Gene Espy. He was recognized as the second person to through-hike the trail. Ed Garby. We hadn't talked about him at all. You guys know him? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He had a book that uh, was called Appalachian Hiker. We talked about Grandma Gatewood. We talked about Ray Jardine, the way, Rayway. We talked about Kelmsley. Horace Kelphart. We hadn't talked about him at all. You guys knew who Kelphart was? Did he club seals in the Arctic? <laughs> well, that's kind of more of a southeastern thing. But he Just was checking. he was big in the southeast. Uh, did a lot in the Smokies. Isn't that what Kelphart shelter? Yeah. yeah, it is actually. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Harvey Manning? I'm not. He was... Uh, he... Was he on the grassy knoll? <laughs> I don't think he was. That's Charles Manning. I mean, Manning. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he authored a number of hiking and climbing books. He was also mentioned a number of times. Let's see who else we had here. How about Robert Bob Marshall? Anybody ever heard of the Bob? Was he from Jamaica? Is that uh, no. one of the Marshall Wilderness? What, is that named after him? Yeah, out in Montana. He was actually, uh, he, I think he was fairly lucky in his early age because he was bequeathed quite a large amount of money, but he was very heavily involved in the Forest Service. And I think he actually served on the Bureau of Indian Affairs there for a while. But uh, he died very young. He died, I think, at the age of, I don't know, 38 years old. But he was pretty influential in the Forest Service. We talked about John Muir. Obviously, he's known for his fantastic uh, 
contributions in terms of um, the Sierra Club, among other things. We talked about Marco Polo, Lord Baden Powell. Anybody recall uh, who? Why uh, he did he sell popcorn? <laughs> yeah, he pretty much created the whole popcorn movement with the Boy Scouts. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about the Scoutmaster and the influence there. And then would that uh, be Mr. Baden Powell, or would this be uh, just in general? In general, I guess. Well, no, he sold popcorn. <laughs> and then finally, Woodrow Wilson, who, uh, as we said earlier, he has signed not the bill. inspired me none whatsoever. He signed the bill to put the National Park Service into uh, effect. Anyway, those were some of the names that came up the most. Well, and, I think uh, you know somebody like uh, Teddy Roosevelt really brought a lot of uh, yeah. He would be a little exposure. more. You know, I think he's probably maybe even closely associated with the uh, National Parks and Outdoors yeah. as well. Yeah. True. He even has his face on one. And guys, that is the uh, yeah. that is the most influential backpackers of all time. All right, boy. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to the Into Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also download shows directly from intobackpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. Music for this show is provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. This show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at N2Backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com. If I influence anybody in backpacking, it's going to be in the luxurious department. I think I've taken what my dad started and turned it into something livable. But if you... <laughs> when I was Will's age, I carried twice my weight. <laughs> I'm did, not kidding. And you didn't complain This either. is not one of those old man tales of going uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow. I carried twice my weight in canned food, spam, unedible canned food, freaking Hormel chili and... You that know, that doesn't remember, sound very influential. I remember carrying all that shit. I don't remember carrying any toilet paper, but I know I shit my guts out. <laughs> <laughs>
I remember taking my first big chew of red man out on the trail. <laughs> that doesn't sound very influential. It was not a good idea. Hopefully that didn't come from uh, your father. No, it was not from my father. It was <laughs> from a uh, fellow teenage or before teenage. You probably haven't chewed since. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> Matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pass it over.